Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of the Transcript Podcast. You've got me, Scott Krisiloff. I'm editor of the Transcript, along with Eric Mokaya, who is our lead author. We sent out a new issue of the newsletter yesterday, and what we saw was a continuation for the most part of what we've been seeing, which is the economy is really strong. Demand is overwhelmingly strong. Supply chains are struggling to keep up with that. And I think the, the interesting thing from this week's newsletter was we just took a bit of a quiet week to check in on what's going on with supply chains. And we are continuing to see that supply chains are not getting too much better. They kind of have stayed where they are. Winnebago Industries had an interesting quote. They said, it's consistently inconsistent. So things not getting better, also not getting worse, but the inflation challenges that come with a supply chain that is seeing bottlenecks persist as well. Any thoughts on that, Eric? I think it's the same thing as you say, like uh, the, the themes are not new, but I think like the courts kind of strike you that we will we continue to see supply chain challenges. I think that's why we picked it as a main theme this week. Demand is pretty intense. And I think FedEx had a really great, great quarter because of moving around packages. And surprisingly, most of those, not most of that demand is also international and inventories are pretty low generally. So I think that's driving a little bit of the inflation. And maybe that's why some Fed officials are thinking like, well, there could actually be some persistent inflation. What struck me though is the positive data points. So you have these data points of saying like, I mean, lumber supply chain is kind of pulling back a little bit. The demand is pulling back. So lumber is kind of the, the prices are, are settling down. Also, same thing happening in used cars. It's been unprecedented, but they're reaching an inflection point. The key point is an inflection point for used cars and for lumber. So I think that's pretty interesting, meaning that those price rises that we've seen in the past have kind of abated a little bit. I think that's that was pretty interesting for me to mark out. What do you think about that? Actually, when I first started to edit this week's post, I thought that it was going to be about seeing green shoots on the supply chain side. But as I put the quotes together, I realized, no, really what we're seeing from most of the CEOs is that the supply chain is still bottlenecked. And so, I mean, I think we're getting close. We may not be quite there yet, but industrial cycles are cyclical. These things should heal themselves and they should heal themselves, hopefully in the second half, even though we are seeing some comments that things like semiconductor shortages could last into 2023. I could say that it's a small light at the end of the tunnel in terms when it comes to supply chain, uh, but you still still feel like there is a lot of challenges in supply chain, I would say. I think at some point in the next few weeks, we will see, you and I will be having a clear conversation that we're seeing green shoots in the supply chain. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Well, but also looking internationally, I was just surprised by FedEx also saying that global trade volume is back to pandemic levels. That feels like there's a feel that you get, and this, this, this is something that you you said before we started the podcast, that there's a feel like, especially in the US, that things are getting back to pre-pandemic levels. So you, uh, one of the keywords I've been seeing the past four weeks in terms of earnings calls is a lot of statistics where they compare to 2019 and they say, okay, we actually back to 2019 level. So we are no longer comparing to 2020, which which kind of tells you a lot about where a lot of countries are, uh, the US especially, and China we saw, like uh, they're leading in terms of the recovery from the pandemic. Do you feel the same way where you are? Yeah, in the US, we've gone from comparing to pandemic levels, I think to just forgetting that the pandemic ever existed. I think we've moved far enough past the point where people have been vaccinated that people really are squarely back in regular life now. And, you know, there are a few things that 
aren't exactly the same. And the world has definitely changed, especially on a work from home standpoint and things like that. And I think people are still definitely fatigued from what we went through with the pandemic. And so that's influencing behavior. But I don't think that COVID is front of mind for most people in the US anymore. Now, compare that, I think you got your vaccine a couple of weeks ago, months, I think. And Yeah, I, I got my vaccine in late March, I think. And I got my first vaccine today. So you can tell you, like, in terms of distance between internationally and where the U.S. is at. And, and I mean, like, something, something that you're seeing also around Europe is the Delta variant that is actually kind of closing up some economies like the U.K. and Israel, which is getting people a little bit wired internationally. But I feel like the U.S. and China, but to, to pick something also from the earnings call, was that travel in China is kind of back to almost pre-pandemic levels, even business travel. But then compare that to the rest of the world where, I mean, that's right now is when I am getting my vaccine. So a little bit of a difference there. What do you, what do you say? Yeah, I think we had an interesting quote from Starbucks talking about how the rest of the world is on a 90 day lag to the US. And you're going to see the same things that have happened in the US with vaccinations happen around the world and in Europe. And I think the whole world is opening up right now. The, there's not very much concern about the Delta variant in the US. Our numbers continue to be very low in terms of infections. And so that's probably part of it. Hopefully, those aren't famous last words. Yeah, hopefully so. But I think something else that you saw is uh, Carnival's fleet being back also in operation. That tells you a little bit about where people are in terms of planning for this year, next year, uh, travel a lot more. Anything else you may have picked up yourself? It's a pretty light week. Yeah, it was a light week, but there were a few quotes on in real estate, residential real estate that were pretty important that we picked up this week. Menara talked about the housing market going from extremely, extremely hot to just extremely hot. So, I mean... A few weeks ago, we picked up a quote from Redfin's CEO that was talking about the housing market slowing down a little bit. And, and I guess Lennar's CEO is seeing the same thing, but still said it's the best of times for housing markets. And so I think people in the housing industry are getting really excited here. They went through a long period of almost depression in housing markets where there wasn't much that was being built. And so they're seeing this as the backside of undersupply and the housing industry seems to be very bullish on longer term prospects for home prices and home supply and home building and things like that. I'm not sure that I totally buy it because I've been listening to them say these exact same things for the last 10 years. I think it'll be heavily influenced by monetary policy at the end of the day, but the Fed's also not saying that they're not going to raise interest rates until 2023. So housing markets could continue to boom, I guess. I don't have a strong opinion on the housing market. So, I mean, I, might, I can only tell my observations, at least, like what, what most CEOs, I think, are saying and, uh, from the earnings calls that I've picked is that the, these are like they're set up now for the next five to 10 years of really nice kind of performance around the housing industry. So I think because of the underbuilding that has happened and the demand that's pretty high and the supply that is pretty low. So I think they feel that the next few years are going to be the best of times. Uh, so I'm not so sure how that relates at least to pre, let's say like pre-2008 crisis. I think those are like KB Home, one of the statistics they had is that this is their best quarter since 2007. So that tells you like where they are in terms of bullishness going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think it still heavily depends on where people are going to be. Are people going to take the opportunity to work from home? And that means they move more into the suburbs and the exurbs 
you know, or cities just totally outside of cities, like the Boise's and Austin's and things like that, then you can see a lot of new supply coming on. But in the cities, like in Los Angeles, there's not room for new supply unless you go to the outskirts of the city. So yeah, new homes are being built, but they're on top of existing homes. And, you know, there's a fundamental lack of supply because there's a fundamental lack of land in big cities and that's helping to push prices higher. So that's why I think it's, it's still not... totally an underbuilding story unless millennials and Gen Zers are going to be moving way far outside of cities. Hopefully. So any other quarter stood out for you? I had a couple in the wisdom section that, I mean, I wanted to highlight, especially one that we can agree with Mark Andreessen about Substack being that makes you smart. Of course, it's kind of like a pitch for our podcast and and newsletter. So I think that was really nice (laughs) to read. That's right. Andreessen had a nice quote about Substack. And that's a good place to remind our readers that we recently joined Substack and there is uh, paid content in addition to free content through the transcript. And yeah, we agree with Mark completely that this transcript is something that's different from CNBC or CNN or anything like that. Like, hopefully you're getting some information that's helping to make you smarter through the transcript. That's why we write it each week because the two of us think it makes us smarter to do this. Definitely. Uh, I think that's also a good point to wrap up for the week. Thank you for joining us this week. Always drop us an email at admin at theweeklytranscript.com and leave us your comment and feedback so that we can keep making the transcript better uh, so that you can keep being smarter by listening to us and reading our content. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you.